shower today i came up with that it's pretty good hello joe <laughs> that was the part that made dental me laugh plan dental plan dental plan hello joe needs braces braces lisa braces braces happy birthday lisa don't win friends with salad dental so plan <laughs> dental yeah. plan and it goes test the iceberg it's on the episode 216 uh, your host this week, myself, Lee, and Trev is here. Mm-hmm. We're in a double-breasted double pocket, breast pocket shirt with yeah. some alien language on. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, an electronic component that. And you also have you the know. shoulders with the buttons. Yeah, so that uh, yeah, in case the uh, the transport claws to lift me and take me the, over to by helicopter. To... <laughs> the, the only thing that like the the only way that you the architect of that shirt could have made more of a statement is to put one of those shoulder things only on one side. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way you could do it. Like, put some arbitrary strap across the chest. What are you supposed to do with that? Are you supposed to put like your backpack yeah. through it and then button it on? Can I act? Can you, I think you can unbutton them. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they made them actually like fully so functional. Leave them all are. flappy on your sides like you're I disheveled. These things originally are supposed to like... It's the evolution of the... Uh, of, of the shirt. The, of the epaulette. Okay. So it's like... Uh, it started with like... An actual shoulder plate, and then it became like a little chunk. So of you're supposed to be holding like became... a big, a big like like fuzzy like yeah, it would hold shoulder like, fez, yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. on there. Because like usually when you see guys like undressing from that era, they like pull these like shoulder things off. And you're like, these... how do they stick there? Yeah, these pauldrons, the the, the epaulets. Yeah. Okay. Well, here we are on Vic- Victorian dress podcast. <laughs> Tits of the iceberg. Uh, it's icon. So tell your friends. I got I got I got like con boogers. You know what I'm talking about? The, that thick. Air, yeah, full of dust and it's sweat just dirt. in there. It's yeah. like I, I wasn't like working in a quarry. I was working at a convention. Yeah, because I mean, like, how often is that entire showroom, whatever you call it, filled with people walking around <laughs> kicking up all the dirt? Filthy, yeah, filthy people. Uh, Icon is uh, our local anime convention. All that plush in here in Winnipeg, but it is also the largest anime convention in our province in of world. Manitoba <laughs> in the world. Period. That's Over, it. Bit this of an is the biggest there is. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think there's probably. A handful that might be bigger <laughs> than yeah, our side. Probably. Yeah. Probably one or two out there. Um, but no, I, I'm working this one, and we haven't worked at this convention before, but uh, this one's got like a really tight-knit community kind of local vibe going on, more so than the other local cons we have here. Mm-hmm. Uh, people want to see this con succeed, so I'm like, we should get uh, tables. And we did, and we're, we're, in, the, we're in the middle of it now. Uh, okay. So I can't say for sure how well we did, but we are doing very, very well at it. Nice. Uh, but that also means I worked 10 hours today. Gee. Talking. So, of course, the way I want to unwind is to talk yeah, for another talk hour. talk for another hour. Uh, well, we, could, we could cut a little short. A shorter than an hour? These yeah. people demand content. We can cut her down to 50 minutes. But I have such an action-packed podcast. We'll see how it goes. Well, we're already 30 minutes in. What? No. Didn't think so. Just checking your, your Just sense started. of time. Uh, <laughs> anime conventions have a a different kind of nerd. They do. Than it's not, other it's not the video game or the comic nerd. It's no. something distinct. It's something very different. They're very touchy, anime anime convention goers. Yes. And they fit into four archetypes. Or just four types of people. Hmm. The, like, there's not a big range or gambit. It's it's actually kind of creepy to me. As Like, I've been to this con a bunch of times, but I, I've never worked on the other side of the, on the table where I'm just like, uh, you, this is like someone threw a house party. Like, all these people seem yeah. like they could get along with each other and do. Like, they, yeah. you see strangers talk to them, like, oh, I didn't know these two people knew each other. They don't. They don't. They're just really touchy. Someone really wants to, yeah. 
anytime they're not in that con, they have no human contact. They're just very... Another thing I noticed is uh, like someone will pick something up, and then someone else has to comment on it. They don't know that person. And there's no icebreaker. No. It's just, they have to give their two cents yeah. on that. They're like, they, someone picks up a Yowie pod, paddle, and Bruin's like, hey, that's a limited edition Yowie paddle. They're really good for this and this. I kept one sealed and opened the other. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what those Yowie paddles are going yeah. The Yowie, Yowie paddle? The Yowie paddle. Well, what is... Oh. Oh, I thought they'd have... No, actually, they're No, they, they do. They're banned at They have Yowie, Yowie in the con. Yeah, but the Yowie paddle's essentially... Um, Don't feed the Yowie guy. It, it's some kind of... Uh, <laughs> if you know what Yowie is, it's basically gay dude... Gay dude anime. Pretty gay dude so, uh, hentai. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically uh, like paddles. boy dude, right? Like it's not usually like manly dude. No, no. It's like it's like, it's like little, yeah, like, like little, little, little baby, my little baby yeah. boys. Feminine dudes. You know, they, yeah. they're popular in Japan. But um, uh, bars. The Don't big, limit the it to Japan. Dudes. Don't put that evil on them. Hey, they made it's it. It's popular everywhere. Okay, I was trying sure. to explain to someone body pillows. Yeah. And it's like, why is that guy carrying around a body pillow in public and talking to it? And did, I had to explain to him. like understand that it's like a girlfriend? It's, it's I, I, that's what I had to basically yeah. explain. I'm like, no, that that's like that that's an entity. No, some people are like body pillows. They're like, oh, this is nice. It's an extra long pillow. I can like <laughs> you know line my bed with them and stuff, and yeah. it's comfy. And there's people who are like, oh, this is this is my I body be, pillow. It has an anime girl on yeah, it. I, I can, I can hump it and fall asleep within my arms. <laughs> then other people are like, this is my girlfriend. I take her everywhere. Here, eat some more pudding. <laughs> Smearing it. Yeah. I, I want to be a fly on the wall in one of those booths where someone comes to buy a body pillow. Oh, let's pretend. Okay, so you'll be the you'll yeah. be the store clerk, and I'll be the person coming yeah. to the booth. Hi. Oh, hey. I see you guys carry bo- body body pillows. Oh yeah, we got all kinds. Do you have we any got your love, Nina? We got the your fleshlight hole. Tomo ch- Oh, um, <laughs> just just over here behind <laughs> Tom- the counter. Tomo chat. <laughs> like like. Like a, like it has a fleshlight hole. Oh yeah, so uh, can, we got over here. We got the I, different attachments. We I'm have. Looking, a, I'm looking to f- to fuck it. Yeah, you you can do that. Uh, here we have the we have the vagina attachment. We have the <laughs> anus attachment. I'm showing you the different ones. You couldn't tell the difference. How many, anyways, it doesn't matter. Do you have a? We have the nondescript attachment. That's let your imagination run. Yeah, what's off. that one about? It's just like a hole. <laughs> like some people are like, I really want to fuck a belly button. I'll fuck anything. <laughs> I really want to fuck someone's ear. If it's flesh and it's big enough, I'm yeah. going into it. Uh, yeah, but there's a, there's that. Yeah. Uh, there, there, like any con, there it's a mixed bag, right? So you got your your fair share of whoa, you're hey crazy, what's going yeah. on? And then you have your oh, okay, uh, stimulating yeah. conversation with someone who's at this con. Then you have the whole what went wrong. <laughs> yeah, oh. and then you just have ass cheeks. Just a parade of ass cheeks. Yep. It's okay. It's summer. It's hot outside. Yeah. We had some rain today, but otherwise it's like 26, 30 degrees. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the ladies are doing their hula hooping and, and wearing their scantily clad costumes. And and uh, much like Halloween, anime convention is an excuse to just dress slut like a slut. Up, yeah. yeah, yeah. Comic-Con to a lesser extent, but Dudes, still. too. Yeah. Dudes, too. We're not limited to ladies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you're dressed like an anime character, they're they're revealing mm. sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, terribly uncouth. Oh. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. They're gonna it do their thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got nothing against anime people. Like, hey, you know what? Free hugs, not for me. Yeah. Uh, but we'll pass on the free hug. But yeah, but I mean, like, you've you, you know, uh, you've desensitized yourself to a hug. Yeah. I you know for what that's worth, it, it's meaningless now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like a handshake. Yeah. What are you going to do when you find someone you really like? You're going to just envelop them in one of your orphans? <laughs> like, what are you going to do with your body pillow when you get yeah. a real... You're going to have to step it up. What's step up with those, with like... Pillow. They're, like, three, two foot tall, like, dolls? 
Yeah. That are like, they're fully posable and you can dress them up. And they're like oddly lifelike, but also anime. Yeah. And I, I, girls just, get, I, I've, these have been around for a while, obviously. I've seen them for a long time. But anime convention Even is like. the ones like, with like the ball joints? Yeah. 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 Um, the ones those, that are like all put, like chilling on like little miniature couches that were made for them. Like that's that's a thing that isn't talked about much in yeah. in the anime communities. That's something that I'm like, if I ever find a girl whose big thing is anime, that's the thing I hope she's not into, because it's a, a step further than the woman who owns all the creepy like uh, Ukrainian and like China dolls and stuff like that. <laughs> Move your mic a little way from the chair there. I see. Oh, it's touching the chair. Yeah, just a little bit. Just there you go. There you go. So, no, uh, th- those weird dolls. People, yeah, they're like, they're children to these people. These people get, like, obsessed okay, with Okay, so it's a children thing. It's not like, like... No, 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 no. It's not like children... sex thing. It's not like children are into the dolls. I mean, like... Uh, no, you know... Oh, the, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, As yeah. opposed to a sex thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, these are like my babies. Yeah, yeah. essentially. It's, a, it's, a, it's primarily female Yes, and thing. they set up little dioramas for them yeah, and yeah. everything in bedrooms That's and stuff. like miniature furniture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But not like, like doll... Size furniture, like these things are like two foot tall. They're like yeah, they're like they're like uh, standing. They're almost up to your waist, like old, like old, you know, nineteen six, nineteen fifties doll style. Because like I was at, at the Elephant Castle, which got renoed and it's very pretty inside. But there was a girl through the lattice, and she was like reading something on an iPad with one of these in her lap. It was a little, it's a little weird. heartening. Yeah, some people like with the body pillows they carry. Some people carry their little dolls around and everything, and like treat them like children. It's, it's a little, it's a little sad. Why don't you see these people outside of this con? <laughs> Dude, why do you think they don't go outside? But, like, they're not... This is outside of the con. This is in a pub, in a hotel, attached to the convention center. Yeah, so I went from the... From, they had to get food for themselves and they're in their little dolls. So. Okay, but, like, then why don't we just see people at the mall with their little dolls? Oh, because people... They, they wouldn't take their dolls out unless, you know... That's, like, too out of context? Well, yeah. Okay. It's, it's weird enough you see the body pillow guys out of context sometimes. Creeps out. Or the <laughs> or dude with the tail and Yeah, pants. furries out of yeah. context. Not that there is a proper context for furries at no. any given time. There's never a time nor place for furries. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways. Uh, so, I've basically been filling my evenings with uh, Clone High. As you should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, why not? Yeah. Uh, usually when you're at a con, depending on what kind of con, it's like if it's comic books, you want to read comics. If it's video games, you want to do something with video games. When it's Icon, I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch Gundam Wing. Fuck yeah. And instead I watch Clone High. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. I got all of Gundam Wing on my laptop right now, which wow. is here, not over there. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. It doesn't talking, make any sense. You, it's, it's hard to follow at times. Uh, as a kid, you know, the political, the, the, geo, the geopolitics, the, uh, hmm. the, the fucking, uh, all the other crazy shit going on, the love triangles, the people. Nothing the, you the could really follow. The super soldier experiments. I could follow it, for, like, to an extent. After watching so many episodes, and there's like human segments in each episode, but the main reason you watch is for the robot fights and seeing the well, different robots and the <laughs> yeah. and the dudes who pilot them who have the best you know characterization as opposed to the yeah background. But I watched Clone High instead. Okay, that came out in 2001. Yeah, part of Teletoon's Detour, which also included. I thought it was uh, originally aired on MTV. Uh, I think you're wrong. But I, you, you could be right. Okay. Uh, but I, I, all I know is it was presented by Detour, and the DVD was published by Teletoon Detour. But mm-hmm. That could also just be in Canada. Uh, so I won't discredit you quite yet. Uh, but I'm very surprised in over ten years, a decade, that no one has tried to bring that project back. No. But there was a bunch of cartoons you mean, in that could era. Could they even at this point? Yeah. Like would it would it even that w- cartoon is would it apply to a very new politically incorrect. I know. But that that's that's why it's so yeah. good. Is that like they take all these historical figures and just make And the other thing fun is like, of them. would you still have the 
Would you still have like the writers? Would you still have the same quality? I don't know. The jokes. I, I don't know, but when you consider the things that do come back, like Family Guy came so back. It, it didn't come back. It wasn't the same. It came back a little different. Family Guy. Yeah. 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 It's like that. It's like that uh, tall tale of like the the monkey's paw. Yeah. When like the dad and the mom make a wish on the you got paw. Your that, wish, but it was yeah. really what you wanted. No, it's like the, their son would come back to life because he was he died tragically, and, and then, then that night during a thunderstorm, there's a knock at no, the door, oh, and the dad he the doesn't door. answer the door. I remember that. Yeah. And that's the end of the story. Sometimes it goes on that he opened the door and yeah. the scratch marks on it or something. Remember shit, when or... like scary stories were about what you didn't see? See, that's the good part because yeah. nothing can make a scarier image than your own yeah. imagination. Like if you open that door, there's going to be nothing on the other side of that that will be satisfying. No. Yeah. Your imagination, so your, your mind, basically, will be infinitely better. The story just has to say there's something really bad there, and yeah. your brain goes it's creepy. Wild. Yeah, yeah. What? what was that side of the door? It's fucked up. And Don't that's worry how, about it. and that's how they apply to a wider audience too. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if the all a the wider author, audience, a, a, a wider audience. <laughs> yeah. If the author writes what they find creepy, that might not be what other people find creepy. Mm. If you just say there's something creepy there, everyone's gonna fill in the creepiest thing they can think of. Fill in the creepy blanks. Yeah. It's um, personal. Fill in the Billy blanks. So yeah. still doing Tybo videos. I got about I'm halfway impressed. through Clone High. It's it's only one season, as as I said. Yeah. Uh, fantastic show. I haven't watched it in a long time. Like I revisited it. I love you, chocolate. There's <laughs> <laughs> um, just a lot of good like the lines per minute in that thing is just yeah. like whoa, it's coming at me. Have your baby in me, giraffe. Uh, <laughs> and then we watched. We me and Chris do a movie night every Thursday night, and mm-hmm. this week it was Last Unicorn. And Chris had never watched The Last Unicorn before, Mm -hmm. Uh, so she, as an adult, watching this children's movie, is, like, poking a lot of holes in the plot that I'd never really thought about before. So The Last Unicorn is a story based on a book uh, from the 80s. If if you don't know The Last Unicorn, listening to a lot, I think of most people, it's a pretty prolific work. Yeah. Bo. It's up there with your with your labyrinths and your. Uh, I, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I put it on the same thing as like the, the labyrinths and the dark crystals yeah, of the world, even yeah. though it, only because it's a kind of a darker toned children's mm-hmm. what have you. The last unicorn is the story of this unicorn who <laughs> is just cruising around a forest doing his thing. Yeah. yeah, and this is me watching this movie as an adult because I also haven't watched the last unicorn since like VHS days when I was ten, probably. Yeah. So I'm watching the last unicorn. So she's cruising around uh, this forest. There's a couple hunters cruising through and they're just like hey you think this is a good good spot to start whatever it is we're gonna do yeah. and he's like oh no man you see how like how upkept this forest is how badass this forest is this is a unicorn lives here and we got to give her respect we got to leave because believe it or not what word is this is the last unicorn the rest of them are, are gone okay. like this is it so these hunters are they're, they're aware yeah so he's leaving and he's like we're we'll see you later last unicorn and then she's there and she's just like could it be true could I be the last unicorn? Cue the opening credits the and the first unicorn. of many tracks by the band America. Yeah. Uh, when the last lion roars. Uh, so you got that yeah. out of the way. Then she's like, okay, well now, now there's she. It's a road trip movie essentially. Yeah. Uh, so she's got to get up and go. It's a journey. Yeah, it's a journey involves like Lord of the Rings. So she's got to get up. She's gonna leave her forest and she's gonna find uh, if truly she is the last unicorn in existence. She's met with a obnoxious singing butterfly. Oh fuck. Uh, <laughs> Who, uh, gotta have the... who, once she gets actual information out of, uh, it does reveal that there's this Red Bull that's owned by this evil king who's in this crazy-looking Dr. Seuss castle. Okay. And he loves unicorns so much 
that all, all you know is he has this Red Bull under his control and that he's rounded up all the unicorns to what end you don't know. No, he's like Gargamel. He's getting but, those Smurfs. Exactly. He's what, is, what was Gargamel's end goal with the Smurfs? No one can no, say. It changed every week. He just has to get them. Yeah. Uh, so this guy has mostly succeeded. He's captured every unicorn but one. They're all alive, too. So right, right, yeah. Well, you don't know. It's kind of ambiguous. Them, yeah. yeah, he just like he he rounded up the unicorns. He did. Did it. he eat them? What did he do? Who knows? We don't know. We don't know if he's Voldemort from the first Harry Potter. Yeah. We don't know what he's doing with unicorns. It's like medieval so, times. Word doesn't get around very far. Yeah. So she continues on, and and in the lore of the last unicorn, men cannot see unicorns. Oh. Only young girls. Oh, okay. Uh, and not, like, not even young and boys. like the worthy or people who are attuned to magic. Oh, if your heart is true, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see, but but men cannot see unicorns. Okay. So in the same lore, unicorns appear to young maidens. Like every young maiden is is said to at one point or another in her life see like a unicorn and it's supposed to be like oh okay. I'm a woman now I don't know exactly it's something that really appeals to the mind of little girls I can tell yeah, immediately yeah. so uh so this unicorn's going around and and she happens across um this evil like this 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 traveling freak show okay you, have you watched the last unicorn see this is kind of making no, sense I've never right? seen you've it. never seen it okay so she comes across this traveling but it's not like a different freak from other show cartoons and, and there's like a witch. Yeah. And then a, a wizard named okay. Schmendrick. Whoa, so the witch and wizard just hanging out. Uh, the witch is like super show. old and haggard and evil. They run the freak the, show or they're in it? They're, they ru- they're running it. Okay. Uh, and then the wizard is just traveling with her. He's kind of an apprentice wizard, kind of a like ditzy whatever. Okay. And then there's like an Igor type who's like her henchman. Okay. Uh, so they come across the unicorn and she's just like, well, for, the unicorn's just sleeping. Yeah. And they just walk past it and they're like, huh. whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. If I didn't look to my left, so, I wouldn't even notice. So the witch is like, you. And she points to like the, the little like Igor guy. What, what do you see? And he's like, a white mare. Because he can't see it's a unicorn. And she goes to the magician. Oh, so he, can, he can see it, but he can't see he the, can fact see the that horse. It's a unicorn. He sees a horse. Yeah. He doesn't see a unicorn. So she asks the wizard, and the wizard, through editing, we can tell that the wizard actually sees it as a unicorn, but he plays dumb. He's like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a white mare. It's a white okay. mare. So uh, they capture her. With yeah. magic and, and iron. Oh, okay. And they trap her, and the she the the witch magics a horn onto the unicorn. So as the view as a viewer, you see the unicorn has two horns. But okay, the idea but is everyone else sees one horn exactly. And they think, so they're like, oh, I can see a unicorn. Okay. Yeah. So this traveling freak show, she has like a, a really old like just senile lion, but she like magicked it to become a manticore. Okay. And she has like a, okay. The witch does the witch see the unicorn as a unicorn? Yes. Okay. She's a woman. Yes. Women see unicorns. Okay. So she knows what it is, but she has to put the horn on it so people... And then the other thing, another, like, underlaying thing is because, like, magic is, like, on its way out. Yeah. People don't don't see things for what they truly are. Like, these mythical creatures going extinct. So she... The, the magician comes back and sneaks up to the unicorn and he's just like, hey, I know what you are. And the unicorn can just talk English, by the way, and, like, moves its mouth oh, okay. and everything. Uh, so, so the magician's like, hey, I know what you, you're a unicorn. You shouldn't be here. We gotta get you out of here. And so he's like, look around. What Like, what do you see? So the unicorn's, like, busting... Myth busting. She's just, like, Jamie and... And the other guy. And Adam. Uh, Adam. <laughs> so uh, she's looking around. She's like, oh, that, that manticore is a lion. And that, uh, that, that like, where the wild things are thing is just like a sad chimp. And oh. like, oh, that crazy Ouroboros, whatever it is, is like a, just like a, a shitty snake. But she's like, that harpy is a harpy. Okay. Like, she actually managed to capture a, 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 a oh. live harpy. And this harpy is pissed. I would imagine. Uh, so Harpies the unicorn's, the unicorn's just like, that harpy is going to rip, is going to kill everybody it, it finds. If it ever escapes, uh, but that being said, we got to we got to release all these <laughs> we animals. Free it. <laughs> we got to free it. Uh, so so uh, the unicorn's so, not found. Long story short, uh, they they escape. The harpy escapes and eats the witch. Like eats her. Like 
like and the oh. harpy's fr- terrifying in this movie. What is it? Uh, harpy's like a top half like a, of a naked woman, ugly naked woman. But th- this Wings is like for arms, this is legs. more or less a vulture with tits. Okay, like a huge vulture bird with head? tits. Uh, yeah, most, mostly bird head with like weird little ears. It's okay. it's, it's, it's it's whatever. So they escape. Uh, the wizard's like, "Hey, I'm going to join you on your journey. It's all good. It's all cool. Right on." Uh, they come across a band of like just like not bandits, but they're living outside the law. They don't like the king, like mercenaries or something. No, but they're not. But they're not really like violent in nature. They're yeah, just like a group people who of, don't live in the kingdom. It's like Robin Hood. Yeah, like they're just kind of rogues. like God. Yeah, rogues. Sure. So uh, they get there, and the unicorn's like, "Well, I'm just going to go hide," uh, and the wizard's going to go. Uh, mingle mingle I guess I don't know the exa- why exactly he thought he needed to go whatever whatever he gets caught I think he gets found okay. they hide he hides in a tree and they see him they bring him to, t- to, the, to the thing and they're like you're a wizard do, do some wizard shit and here's the thing He's not like a bumbling wizard in other things where he's just, oh, he can't do magic. He sucks. Yeah. He can, he can get shit done. He can do magic. Okay. Uh, but he's like, he doesn't have control of it on the high end of things. Oh, shit. So he can make himself, like, disappear and reappear. So he can make a black hole, but he can't get rid of it or exactly. something. Yeah. His big thing is he, has, he says, magic, do as you will. And, and his little influence on the magic usually makes it turn out okay. But he doesn't have a lot but of But he doesn't have direct control yeah. over it. So there's there's a woman in the camp, and I forget her name, but she ends up traveling with them. But she she's just like, hey, whatever. She's like kind of like in charge. Like there's a dude in charge with a big red beard. But she's kind of mm-hmm. like the one who's really in charge. She's okay, like yeah. the strong-willed woman. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, well, if you're a magician, uh, we want to meet Robin Hood. Oh. And, and then they're like, well, Robin Hood doesn't exist. He's like a made-up story. <laughs> but... <laughs> So the wizard's just like, well, hold... Of all, the, of all the fictional <laughs> yeah. things. So the wizard's just like, hold the fuck up. Let me try something. And he does the magic do as you will. Uh, the, the, oh, oh. The, the fucking world goes on an acid trip for a little while. Wins, people are getting freaked out. And then he passes out. Oh. And they're just like, okay, well, that was... Yeah. Smattering of applause. So, but, lo and behold, out of the woodwork comes Robin Hood and the Maid Marian... Ghostly apparitions of them walk through the camp, through the fire, walking through everybody, followed by all the merry men and everybody from the fiction of Robin Hood. So they're just like, holy fuck, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, So later that night, or anyways, so he's going to be on his way. Uh, and the and the unicorn rejoins him. And they're they're going to be on the way, and the woman follows him, and he's just like, hey, that what? What? And she sees the unicorn. Ooh. And uh, she's pissed at the unicorn because unicorn? She, a unicorn never appeared to her as a little girl. Oh, oh! So Her like first personal... words to the unicorn are, "Where were you?" And she's crying and screaming at the unicorn. Oh my god! It's 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 like it's strangely powerful. Like as yeah. as a children's movie, you're like, I mean, how Whoa. are there so many unicorns that every little girl in the kingdom saw a unicorn growing but that, up? Like, but that's like it's like where where have the unicorns been? Like she's like super upset about it, and the unicorn's just like, "I'm apparently the last unicorn. Deal with it." Yeah. And she's just like, "Well, I obviously forgive you because you're a yeah, what uh, the fuck are you I'm seeing do? magic right now, so I'm just gonna go." With... So yeah. she travels with them. They get a little closer to the castle, and the Red Bull appears. He comes out of the moon, presumably. Uh, but, wow. But the whole time, Krista's questioning it, and she's just like, what is the end goal here? They get to the evil castle, and she gets rounded up like the rest of the unicorns? And I'm like, apparently, because that's what really ends up happening. Huh. Uh, the bull comes out, chasing the unicorn around. The bull's pretty frightening. He's big. Uh, so it's like, holy shit, we have to do something. We have to save this unicorn. So wizard's like, okay, I got it. Magic, do as you will. Magic, do as you will. Okay, and so the tur- giant bull's actually a giant bull? He's like, he seems kind of like a, a, a ephemeral. Is that the word I'm looking for? Uh, ephemeral. Ephemeral. Like, he's kind of ghost-y, yeah. but he's also ethereal. like... Ethereal. Yeah. But he also has, like, tangible... He can kill He can kill you. Yeah. Yeah, he can knock you down. Like, he knocks the wizard down. 
Okay. Uh, so the wizard's like, hey, magic do as you will, and transforms the unicorn into a naked girl. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. This wizard knows his priorities. <laughs> so uh, everybody's pissed. I'd imagine. So the bull leaves, because the bull's like, not a unicorn, peace. Uh, and then the unicorn is fucking just distraught. She was the last unicorn. Now she's this human. She was immortal. Now she's mortal. She, oh, blah, wow. Blah, 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 oh, he blah, did blah. the whole work song. Uh, so he's like, well, shit, I saved your life. Like, I get no thanks. I'm going to find a way to put you back, obviously. That's not a problem. But right now I can't do it. <laughs> for, for reasons. Yeah. Because the bull would come back, honestly. should be what they They're right say. there, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he's like, you know what? But also, this is an advantageous form. Because now you, you can march up to the castle and pretend you're like some fancy lady and get inside. Uh, so, they, they go with it. Yeah. Uh, she's just horrified to be a human being and is just terrible at it. Uh, but, but there's not a lot of fish out of water shit where she's like... <laughs> crapping in the woods yeah. I, don't, I don't know what uh, so anyways they, they, they show up at this Dr. Seuss castle and it's inhabited by it's kind of like a dungeon but it's also a castle and it's kind of nice but there's also gargoyles and monsters everywhere so the guy just really really had some fucked up yeah. interior so design so the, the king is, is played by Christopher Lee okay. uh, who is Sauron in of course Lord of the Rings and, yeah. and you know uh, Count Dooku I think it, yeah. yes that's also Christopher Lee and he's also known for you know actual prestigious works <laughs> yeah. from before these garbage you know, movies thespian stuff yeah. and yeah, some like... kind of live theater bullshit <laughs> <laughs> so um uh, so he, uh, he's there and he's like super evil. Okay. Uh, and he has a son though, an adoptive son who's played by Jeff Bridges. The dude is <laughs> in there. He's like, Hey man, what's going on? So, uh, Jeff Bridges is like, I've never seen a woman, never mind a beautiful unicorn woman. Yeah. He doesn't know it's a unicorn obviously, but he's just got a boner immediately. Uh, and he's not even hiding it. He's writing her poetry and slaying beasts for her. There's a scene where he kills a dragon, which I forgot about. Holy shit. They, they got yeah. all the way to the end. There's still, like, more movie coming up here. Oh, no, we're or not. This... this is the other half of the movie. Oh, my God. So, uh, the guy, Christopher Lee's on to her. Like, immediately, he's like, I, in your eyes, I can't, why can't I see myself in your eyes? Because she doesn't know anything. Because she's, uh, like, she's got derpy eyes. Yeah. Because she's only been a human for, like... Like, 18 hours yeah. at this point. So, regardless, they take them in. Uh, the magician becomes his court gesture, and he's doing all magic shit. Uh, the woman, like, starts working in the kitchen, where she belongs. No. Uh, <laughs> but she, like, starts helping around the house. And yeah. there's, like, a cat with an eye patch and a peg leg. Cool. And you're like, okay, cool. Uh, but as, as time goes on, she starts losing uh, her unicornness and starts really accepting being oh, a human. I see. Uh, so, eventually, um, the cat reveals. The cat can talk. Oh. <laughs> I uh, the cat reveals that the red the red bull sleeps beneath the castle, and every so often, like every hour, there's just like an earthquake, and everybody's cool with it except for the magician and people who are new. Like, what the fuck? And it's the bull just like stirring or something. Mm. So he the the cat reveals like a riddle to the magician and the lady, and it's like, if you go here, there's a skeleton, and he's gonna laugh at you, and he'll point the way, and then you walk through a clock, and blah blah, blah you know, whatever. Like yeah. the secret monkey, and <laughs> go down the elevator and through the dungeon <laughs> under the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, essentially. So uh, they're like, okay, sweet. In the meantime, Christopher Lee confronts Unicorn. Mm-hmm. Which I think she's called. Uh, he gives her a name. He gives her like a human name for that part of the movie. I can't remember. Like, it's like, like something along like Esmeralda or like okay. Athena. I think that's Lady Athena or something. Something along those lines. Anyways, so he confronts her and he's just like, "I love unicorns, and I got the Red Bull to help me, and we drove them all into the ocean. Oh, and that's where they are. They're alive. Okay, they don't need to breathe air. They're oh, mythical well, beasts. Oh, I yeah. see. But he's got. He's looking into the ocean. And you're just like, beneath the waves are thousands of unicorns. And he just likes looking at them. Oh. Apparently, 
he's like had a shitty life, and the only thing that brings him like a scrap of joy is unicorns. So in in his well, typical, I like that they made him kind of sympathetic. Yeah, he he bring he well he captured all the unicorns in the world. Just so we could look at them. Why don't you capture the whole world in a bottle of Superman? <laughs> what a dick. So he's like, I know, he's like, basically puts it on friends. So he's like, I know you're a unicorn, but something fucked up happened, obviously, because you're standing here as a woman. And he looks in her eyes and he's just like, and now you're like a piece of shit. You're a human now. You're not, you're not a unicorn. You've lost that, you've lost that love and feeling. Uh, so he's super bummed. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bridges, the prince Jeff Bridges, uh, he falls in love with her and they kiss and stuff and oh. they're, and they're in love. And, um, so, what ends up happening? They there's a confrontation. The bull comes after the girl because the bull no they they break. Okay, so there's a scene with the skeleton who's supposed to like help them with a the riddle, and he's just an asshole to them. Okay, <laughs> so if you were a skeleton, yeah. would you be? Yeah, he he's he's kind of a dick, and he's like, I'm not gonna tell you anything. He's laughing maniacally at them, and then the wizard's just like, What if we give you some wine? And the skeleton's just like, Wine is my fucking favorite thing ever. So he takes a bottle of water and he spills it on the ground. He's like, It's wine now. It's like. You well, come on, wizard! You can't do that shit. And he hands him an empty bottle, and the, the skeleton drinks it, and just like, holy shit, that's the best wine I ever tasted. And you're like, you're an idiot. And then he's like, okay, so all you well, gotta he do doesn't is, have any eyes. And he's like, <laughs> and he's just like, all you gotta do is walk through the clock. And they're like, the only other thing in the room aside from the skeleton is the clock. <laughs> walk right on through. There <laughs> yeah. you go. Off you go. So much like Harry Potter, they walk through the clock, and they end up yeah. in like a kind of psychedelic, fucked up world. Uh, and then they're in a cave, and then the bull is there, and the bull's like, hey. That's not a human. That's a unicorn. He just knows now where he didn't yeah. before. They were staying there for weeks. Yeah. Bull had no fucking idea. Suddenly he's just guy. like, hey, wait a second. So he's chasing her. Uh, magic do as you will. Transforms the unicorn back into a unicorn. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bridges is in there somewhere. He's trying to fight the bull, but he's, he gets fucked up. No. Uh, so the unicorn eventually drives the bull, like uses her unicorn prowess, uh, and, and, and in a moment of triumph, drives the bull to the water, at which point a tidal wave appears and... What, what seems pretty ridiculous, millions of unicorns are pouring out of the water and just, like, all over the land and climbing up the side of the castle, and they destroy it. It's wow. Pretty, it's pretty okay. badass. Yeah. They poke the shit out of it with their yeah. horns. I... So, the castle crumbles into the sea. The old man presumably dies with it. Uh, that's, like, the, the you know, in true Saruman fashion, he dies going down with a big tower. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Jeff Bridges is like, well, oh, he's still I can't fuck a horse, so I guess that's it for me. Oh. Uh, and then they were just like, cool. So the unicorn's just like, hey, I'm different now because I was a human for a bit. She's like more attuned to like not unicorn things. Yeah. Uh, so, so she knows more than the unicorns. Yeah. Right so now. she's like, I'm going to head back to my forest and see if it's still cool. Uh, and then the lady from the, the traveling band of merry men and the magician end up together. I think it's insinuated at the end. They're okay, like they're cool. lovers. Uh, and then that's the movie. Not bad. Yeah. Everything wraps up pretty nicely. I mean, she the animation is really cool. I think the yeah. animation is what really makes it stand out. That hand drawn, like, uh, and it's, it's the, sound, on, like, the soundtrack. America doing the soundtrack. Yeah. You got Walking Men's Road, which we're gonna listen cool. to later. Walking Men's Road. Do, do, do. You're like, oh shit. Uh, so, yeah, I think a lot of people who watched it throughout the '80s and the '90s, it uh, it got a re-release on Blu-ray. And my whole thing was I I, I couldn't understand did, why did they it do that thing where it's like they uh, they traced over like live action stuff for the animation. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking close to like it. Like the Hobbit. It's not. Cartoon? No, it's not no. quite. Okay. But it's closer to that than any other animation. Yeah. It's it's where they actually gave a shit, and like while characters are talking to one another, leaves are moving. 
Fuck. Like, with the wind. Yeah. Like, remember when things moved? Yeah. Uh, like, not even, like, Looney Tunes were like, okay, we gotta get a 20-minute short spit out by the end of the week, so <laughs> just draw a scene and then draw things over top of it, yeah. not interacting with it. This was like, no, 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 no. Everything, everything is, like, is drawn on the it's spot, a living, yeah. breathing world, and, it, and, and as animation, it shows. Like, you feel it. Uh, so that's Last Unicorn. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I'm, I've always been surprised that they, because of its popularity, never... Not, I don't want to say redid it in CGI because that would be blasphemous. But like maybe try a live action Last Unicorn. What? Uh, yeah, we could. But the effects. I'm not saying I want this to happen. I'm saying I'm surprised it hasn't. It already. hasn't been attempted because it's still a popular yeah. property. It's getting re releases. Yeah. It's selling well. You know, I like that. I thought it was. I thought it'd be like darker and weirder, like Rockadoodle. Well, but the I'm... animation makes it that way. Okay. Rockadoodle is also like, but for different reasons. Rockadoodle just didn't make any fuck. It was insanity. It's awesome though. Right, yeah. Fucking sweet. Um, anyways, so that's The Last Unicorn. Uh, and then, uh, this was on the heel... Like, I read the story that night, and it was like, Dumbo. They're, oh. They're gonna do a live-action Dumbo movie. Oh, About God, an elephant with giant it. ears that flies. No, no! And Why? Cr- and, and bad crows. Of, of anything they could have chosen to do a live-action version of, they choose Dumbo? Like, Does anybody like Dumbo? No. Have you ever heard anybody say Dumbo is like anywhere near their favorite? No, Disney when I was movie? a kid, I, no one liked Dumbo. No, I th- the only people who liked Dumbo were adults when we were kids. But th- was that because that was the only movie released for six months during their childhood? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was why. That was the kids' movie that they saw. That was the only thing they had. So. Like, I remember Last Unicorn being, like, not a moving experience, but it it, it does go for it. It's a little touching. It yeah. tries. And, like, I, I don't think it's a movie I've ever, like, cried during, but I was, like, thinking throughout because I watched the movie, so your mind kind of wanders. I'm, like, thinking of movies where I almost had to choke back tears. Yeah. And then I'm thinking of how fucking pointless. Like, okay, example. Yeah. Titanic. Yeah. They got the Celine Dion swelling. You yeah. got children screaming and mothers crying being loaded into boats. And in the back of my head, yeah, I'm got like, the "Captain going down with the ship." Yeah, with yeah, yeah. Tier. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, this, this is based on nonfiction. What I'm seeing is fictional. Yes. It's made up, and it's, it's trying. It's, yes. it's, 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 you know, it's based on a true story. Yeah, and like, and like, when you look at the director's pedigree, it's trying to make me sad. Yeah, and it's succeeding. He's doing a good job. Also, this is based on nonfiction. But then you look at something like Armageddon, which I remember having the same experience with, and I'm like, this is Die Hard and Ben Affleck, who are playing oil riggers, going yeah. to an a- landing on an asteroid to prevent it from blowing up the Earth. Wait, that was Armageddon. That was Armageddon. Oh, I'm thinking of Independence Day. Yeah, Armageddon wasn't Clint Eastwood in Armageddon. No. I'm thinking of a different movie. I'm thinking of Apollo 13, maybe? Clint Eastwood wasn't in that movie either. Clint Eastwood and and Leslie Nielsen. Not Leslie Nielsen. Sorry, that's my bad. I think of Space Cowboys. Maybe? Maybe. Which is unrelated to all of these movies. Yeah, no. I'm I'm, I'm way out there. There's Deep Impact, which is Morgan Freeman as president, Tia Leone, Elijah Wood, uh, etc., etc., asteroids coming, and it's more like them reacting to it. Ar- Armageddon is Armageddon's asteroids where coming. They have to land on the asteroid yeah. plant the bomb. Armageddon's the one where we're going to go stop the asteroid. Right. And I don't want to close my eyes. So I remember watching Armageddon and like choking back tears and being like, this movie is bullshit. It's not, this doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's a fake movie, but it's like the human spirit. Because you have it all is. those scenes. It's the human condition. You yeah, know? yeah. You have those. You have that sadness that you can relate to in a way. You have like people all around the world praying yeah. at the same time and just wishing. And it's daytime all over the earth at the same time. Yeah. It's suspension of disbelief. Yeah. 
And you're just like, come on, really? Yeah. <laughs> this is happening. This and then, like, I, I, I think of something more contemporary, like Godzilla. Godzilla would be the most recent one. Because that would be a movie that, in in the day, I would have been like, yeah, this is this is touching me. Uh, but now I'm just like, I think I'm too cynical <laughs> to actually Possibly. to ever like even think of tearing up at anything. Ever We've again. become pretty jaded. Well, because like, there's also the hype. Like Metal Gear Solid Three, the end of it. It's like that is a game that, aside from. Final Fantasy VII is like it's an experience. It's the bro tears moment. Yeah. It's people are like, oh man, when when he salutes like yeah. boss at the end, you're gonna you're gonna cry. You're gonna mm-hmm. you're it's gonna, it's gonna. So I got to that point. I'm like, oh, this is a very touching scene, but like anticipating it, no. I, I was I am not moved. <laughs> That's the uh, thing. Man. The video games, unfortunately, due to you know the staff that they hire, you know they can't shell out big bucks for writing staff. Mm-hmm. They'll never be on par with even movies, which are it's getting worse. compared to books. Like it's, it, it, it almost reached. It was, it was getting good. No, see, that's the thing. Yeah, we're getting around the nineties. We're getting the early two thousands. It's getting good. I'll even then say got, as late as like Mass Effect two. Yeah, like writing was like getting. Oh, okay. But we're getting into full fledged AAA games industry now. Yeah, now yeah. it's you got to pump out. You got to get the easy money. You got to get the brand recognition. Mm. There's no time for good writing. You just got to get those. You got to get the checklist: tits, explosions, uh, <laughs> lasers. <laughs> Robots, zombies, magic. Get the it all thing, in there. The flip side of it is, is like you have so much more potential for emotional storytelling in video games because you're not with the characters yeah. for two hours. You're yeah. with the characters for 60, 80 hours in some cases. Yeah, and it's also sequel. you're directly involved with it. You know, you have control yeah. over these things. You're, in some cases, you're in li- the game world, literally the situation of who lives and who dies. Yeah. Uh, so like with the first two Mass Effects, you're like, okay, like not great, but. No. Like first if, one better than the second one. Yeah, third better one the, better than the third one. Third, third one like oh, pretty terrible writing. All said and done, the uh, writers you can d- clearly see the writers actually changed across three games. There was there was points in three I really liked, um, poignant scenes or things uh, that Morden, were, yeah, Rex, yeah, Rex or uh, or uh, uh, Tally if she's your uh, emotional interest when you go back to her planet. No, see, I, I didn't like Tally because throughout that whole game, Tally was written like retardedly. It's like, oh, well, hey, the Geth and the Quarians are starting to get along. And she's like, no, we fought them forever, so I'm just going to kill myself now. We I'm hate them forever, forever and we'll hate them more forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the Quarians, the way they were written in the third, just pissed me off so bad. Because I'm like, I fucked up one thing. I accidentally let Geth die in uh, Mass Effect 2, which mm-hmm. I hate because he's my bro. And uh, so in the third game, I couldn't do the full piece. That was the only thing I was missing to get full oh, piece between Quarians sucks. and Geth. Because there's a, a cool mission with the gap. Yeah. yeah. I did the, I did all of that too, and I even like I brought up all the evidence to prove it, and the Quarians are all like, No, we're not gonna stop shooting, and the Geth are all like, We'll stop shooting if they stop shooting. And so Shepard's job is to get the Quarians to stop shooting and the uh-huh. war's over. Because it's like good end if you save them both. Yeah. But the yeah. Quarians are like, No, we're never gonna stop shooting, and I'm like, look at this fucking encyclopedia of evidence I pulled out that it's all your fault to begin with, that the Geth don't wanna fight. Sorry, you. human. <laughs> And they're like, nope, Tally died, and nope, bye. <laughs> See ya. And then all the Quarians died, and the Geth won. I can't remember how Ramil fucked that up, but he mulliganed the scene, because t- Tally killed herself in his game. Yeah, in mine too. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa! And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, how'd, how'd you do that? And it's like, oh, uh, what what didn't he do? What, the what only causes way it? Tally doesn't kill oh, herself? Oh, if all her people die. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, the only way she doesn't kill herself is if uh, the Geth make peace with the Quarians. And the only way to do that is if Le- Legion was in you. Is if Legion survives Mass Effect 2 mm-hmm. and everything. And you make all the right choices in 3. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I made all the right choices except, mm-hmm. you know, Legion was dead so I couldn't do it. But yeah, I... Uh, I but... What was... The Genophage was what was kept keeping the Krogans from breeding? Yes. 
Uh, I think I cured the Genophage because Rex is a smart leader. And if Rex dies in Mass Effect 2, then you have a stupid-ass leader and mm-hmm. who d- does the wrong things. Bad end if you cure the Genophage. So I had the good end with that. I think Morton dies no matter what you do. Um, your choice is to either let him die in the explosion or shoot him before he gets to the console. So And there's also uh, What's-His-Nuts who dies in the infirmary after saving you. Thane. Thane dies saving the 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 consulate or whatever. Yeah, from yeah. the assassin who came yeah. for him, yeah. Yeah, the fucking ninja. Fuck, fuck. And speaking of horribly written characters... <laughs> Listen, it is super satisfying when you choose the renegade option and you stab him in the head. It's fucking awesome. Wait, was that... Yeah, when you come yeah. up and you're like, you can, you can talk to him or you can just flip him around and stab him in the head. <laughs> yeah, that chair. was it. Like, I'm just like... No, he just dies. And I don't he think dies. anyone chose to talk to him. <laughs> no, he just gets to die. That's all there that's all there is to it. I was like, I just spent so long having this fucker play grab ass with me, yeah. jumping away every time I rape him in battle ninja. and then Why? Yeah. Fuck it. Anyhow. <sighs> oh, I love the extended universe. They wrote this scene Oh god, Bioware's writing. It's Bioware, yeah? Yep. No, yeah, Bethesda's uh your your open world with oblivions. Yeah. So but this is not related to them in any way. <laughs> expanded universe in one of the books or whatever. There's a scene where, oh, like who who is in charge of the writing? Kai, Kai Leng. He he sneaks into Shepard's quarters. Whoa. Yeah, because he's Does he he's, he's mean. <laughs> and so what he did was he he's like, yeah, I'm evil. I like this. Oh, he's still a picture tally. He took he put cameras everywhere to monitor it. He's like, yeah, nothing goes in or out here without me knowing it. And he took he took a box of cereal from the cupboard. What? He took a bowl, yeah, and milk, and he ate a bo- bowl of cereal. And he poured himself a bowl of Shepherd's cereal and ate it, and ate it, and what left kind of the bowl in the sink. He didn't even he didn't even and put the rinse cereal back. Didn't even rinse it out. Did the DNA test the cereal bowl? No, because Shepherd didn't even know. That's how evil he is, and how good of a ninja he is. <laughs> top top marks. I'm just gonna kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, just laughably bad. That one email you get from, he's like, ha, just joking. This isn't the Asari consulate. I hope you, I hope you felt the, the burn in your butt when I beat you because I'll beat you again. <laughs> that's, that's like the gist of it. No, when you go to the Asari homeworld, right? No, no, you, you get, yeah, you, no, after he, you go he, home, you get yeah, an email. He, no, he butt fucks you in that church or yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's just like, hey, what's up? And you're like, what? And he blows up the floor. And even if you just wipe the floor with him in that yeah, battle, yeah. Shepard's like, oh, I can't do it. And the cutscene, and he loses. <laughs> That's another thing in video games that those little things that piss you off yeah. when you just wipe the floor with someone in a cut in a in a battle and, and then they the do one backflip away like, and they're fine. Yeah, or the cutscene yeah. shows you getting your ass handed to you like, uh, fuck, uh, Mass anyway. Effect Three. <laughs> what happened? The, what happened? To uh, this so, moving on. Moving uh, on. Drunk History has a budget now. Yeah, they've yeah. just been pumping out new episodes. Pumping they're all televised. The jams. Uh, so they're the on jams. Much TV here in the Canadas. Uh, but yeah, you can check that out. I'm, I'm repping it because we used to, we were big fans of the YouTube thing. Yeah. And I just recently realized that, oh, they made a fully budgeted television show. It's pretty good. I like it. <laughs> Lincoln? No, no, it wasn't Lincoln. It was uh, John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. No, man, get out of here. No, out of the frame. You're you're weirding, you're, you're weirding everyone out. Just <laughs> just stay. Just just get back. Just stay John, out of here. John Wilkes Booth's dad. Yeah. <laughs> I have two men's bathing suits. (laughs) We should get into the tub. (laughs) You don't have the balls to get into the tub with me. (laughs) And then they do the rest of the story in the tub. I don't know. Anyways, so check that out. And there's a new show, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw a shout out to it. It only has one episode. 
It's called Nathan for You, and it's one of the recurring actors from Drunk History. He has his own, and it's a faux reality show okay. that's parodying it. Yeah, and he's supposed to be like this hot shot, like like customer service slash uh, advertising student, and he goes to local businesses, like like, and, and like they're not mm-hmm. actors. As far as I can tell, okay, so it's like it's like fake reality TV in the same way like Ali. It's G like show. slice a lo- yes, okay, yes, and he helps them with these crazy harebrained schemes. Yeah. So like the people who he interacts with aren't aware that he's like a fake reality they are. TV show. They know oh, they're okay. on a television show, okay, but they don't they don't know that it's it's played for laughs, okay. Because I think as far as the production is concerned, it's a serious reality show. But when you watch it later, yeah, like it his parts are scripted. He knows when he's going into it what he's going to say. Yeah. Uh, and it's play, he's played dead pan, so it's actually quite good. I right. actually recommend checking out that first episode, and I think it's two episodes deep What does now. he do when he goes to these places? He, he comes up with, like, harebrained advertising schemes. So oh, in the okay. first one, he goes to, like, a mechanic, and he's just like, what if we hooked you up to a polygraph machine, and then after you got, like, you, you got the estimate, you we hook you up to the polygraph machine, and the customer can ask you questions while you're on a lie detector. And, like, it ends up being kind of <laughs> neat. Uh, but like it's the character interactions and the fact that they're kind of like not in on it that makes yeah. it funny because they're like it's a hidden camera show at that point. But it's not because mm-hmm. they, they know they're on a reality show. But they're just going with it. They're like, oh, this is like some hot shot. We're going to uh, to to follow, even though it's like completely ridiculous. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's neat. Uh, so that's cool. I don't know how to segue into this next thing. Let's just jump right in. It's pornography related. Okay. First of all, we were supposed to talk about exchange. But we kind of oh. ended up just talking about it at the end of the last episode. Yeah. So to fill in the gap from Exchange... I probably saw and pun, That big pink text box at the bottom of it. Yeah. And to fill in the gap from Exchange, and I'm intending all pun when I say filling in the gap. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about time-stopping porn. Ah. Japanese time-stopping porn. They're done it from what I understand, live action. And they do quite well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> live action. Well, I mean, there's, you know, <laughs> comics and cartoons and shit, but... So... It's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. The Japanese like to put science behind it, so it's usually a watch okay. that does the time stopping. Like clocks. Uh, so I, I caught I caught one the other day. I caught a time top, stopping porn. I'm like, okay. let's see the novelty of this. And the setting was a gymnasium, a gymnasium, gymnasium, and it was a uh, cheerleader practice. Oh. So the cheerleaders are practicing, and they're all giggling and speaking mm-hmm. in Japanese. And uh, they strike a pose, at which point, ba-doop, guy hits the time stopping watch. And just has his way with them. Looks like he was in the right place at the right time. Whoa, he's in the right time. Time stopping point. Yeah. So he has his way with them. He starts time again. They're all like in various stages of uh, undress. undress. (laughs) Uh, You you know, vaginas soaked. Does he bother Uh, even like... Fluids everywhere. Does he even yeah, bother? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Does yeah. he even bother going going to the to, to the lengths that you know? After all said and done, he tries to put everything back to normal. No, 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 no. no. He just, he, well, this, this brings me to the the second act of this porn. Okay. So they're like, well, that was weird, and they just they you know they get themselves back together and they go about their day. They go back to practicing. So they stick this crazy pose. So there's one chick in the middle. I'm, you gotta try to visualize this. There's one chick <laughs> yeah. in the middle and she's doing the star pose. Yeah. So she's got Are her legs these? apart, arms apart. And she's holding hands with these two girls. There are two girls on the side who are both doing like a Captain Mo kind of thing, but their legs are on the ground. And they're holding up a smaller girl on their knee. Okay. And the girl that's on their knee is holding hands with the girl in the middle. So there's five of them. Okay, so they're all like two girls sort of on their knees, up holding hands. up two other girls who are holding hands with the girl in the yeah. middle. At this time, at this point, he stops time again. Yes. Uh, he mercilessly finger blasts the two chicks on the side who also, by the way, had their legs completely up in the air. Of course. Uh, so 
He just finger fucks. He finger fucks the shit out of them. Holding nothing back. Uh, and, and and the idea is that time is stopped. Mm-hmm. So these actresses are trying to. Act, I use the term loosely. loosely. Yeah, because see, that's the trick to it. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to not react. They're not doing a very good job. But that's not the point. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, so at, the, at which point the two girls on the on the side on the kneeling, they just get their boobs played with a little because they're not really in a position that you uh, can do a lot with them. You can't do a lot with them. The tr- we just you just smack the, the tits around a little bit. So. Uh, he then goes to the girl in the middle, and she get oh, she man. gets it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she's a cheerleader captain. You got so it. yeah. So he's having sex with her. Yeah, uh, from behind. While while she's still holding, holding the two hands. girls who are holding the other girls. Yeah, we're holding in the her middle hands. of fucking the girl in the middle. He starts time. Brilliant, bold, retarded. Bold. I don't know. Very bold. So the the they're all in states of arousal. I don't know how time stop. I don't know how time. See, that's, that's works. something that I'm not a. Yeah. So immediately they're matter. like they're like aroused, and then they're fucking frightened because again they are undressed. It's kind of happened. Like uh, they're they're <laughs> they've been obviously you know you know you know when something's been in your vagina. Yeah. Uh, and and actively one of their friends, the leader of the cheerleaders, is being fucked by a stranger that appeared out of thin air. Yeah. Uh, and he's just giving it to her. So they all start screaming at the top of their lungs. At which, which point, only serves to make Japanese dicks harder. At which point he stops time again. Okay. And fucks her to completion. So did he fuck up? Did he not mean to stop time? Or no, was he no, just no, like, was or was he, did Kai Lang and eat a bowl of cereal? And then he the didn't kitchen? even he doesn't even pimp away and start time. He's standing there when he starts time again and he's like, Yep, I did it. And then he leaves. Them crying, and that's the end of the movie. There's I mean, like, there's a sort of subjugation of women that's taken to just this extreme in Japanese porn. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, okay, here, here's the, here's, here's the thing. Uh, like, if tears aren't involved, it's not, it's not good. It's not making yeah. production. It's or not, like, if you're not embarrassing them in some way. Yeah. It's just Japan. So, the thing, the thing to take home today, kids, <laughs> if you're taking uh, anything out of this, is, uh, is boys, men, we have all had dreams. Yes. In our, in our, in and our we unconscious, all have. we've all had time-stopping dreams. Mm-hmm. If you, if you turn, if you're listening to this with a spouse or someone right now, and you turn to them, and you're like, "Have you had a, had a time-stopping dream where you stop time and fondle titties and fuck?" and they say no, they're lying. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Leave the room and get them to do this, an online survey. And you'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll see what happens. Uh, so this this porno. And and many like it. There's, yeah. there's a whole bunch of them, and they're mostly out of Japan. Japan was the only ones that were just like, why why yeah. not make this? I mean, I don't you know. know why no one else got on it, but uh, and I like that they, they there's science behind it. It's not magic. It's not an yeah. act of God. And and I think we could all agree it's not alien intervention. Because usually in dreams, it's a brain toggle. Yes, you have and a superpower, and you're not necessarily lucid dreaming. It's just you're not even aware you're dreaming. Oh, you're you just mean, like you mean in other men like daydreams, like we fantasized. About no, no, no. It. I'm talking about actual physical dreams. Yeah, well, I've had that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, but it's usually a toggle. It's usually like a time stops now, and it does. Yeah, you're like and stopped. Yeah. Have you ever had the dream where you're like, I'm going to fly, and your dream is just like, no. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like no, and I'm like, well, yes, and the dream's like no, yeah. and then you you end up settling for like running and jumping and doing that kind of going real gl- high, yeah, like yeah. glidey <laughs> thing like Super Mario 64. Whatever, right? fuck it. Yeah. But then occasionally you do get full on flight. Oh, absolutely. Like special. levitating around like yeah. Magneto or some shit. Our own, our own reality uh, ruins uh, ruins that. Well, it is. Because the more grounded you are in reality, the less control you mm. have in dreams. Literally grounded in reality. Yeah. Uh, so time-stopping porno. Check it out. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I hope the start of something big. <laughs> I think... 
Well, no. Michael Bay presents. <laughs> time's not actually a thing people can control or stop, because time's a measurement, but, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not a tangible, yeah. tangible thing. That's like c- controlling length of the universe. It's, Transformers it's not... Age of Extinction is the biggest movie in China's history. <laughs> What's with China and... Maybe there's like big robots? They were all the movie about takes place specific rim. in China. That explains it. And they also like robots. That They, they do like robots. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, it is apparently the biggest blockbuster to ever open in China. So... Bada bing, bada boom. There you wow. go. They also apparently really, really liked uh, X Men because there's uh, big robots in that as well. There's Sentinels. Sentinels. Yeah, yeah. That's right. uh, so there you go, China. Good for you. <laughs> I didn't know we can go f- do things in China now. I thought they were still kind of like not cool. The Iron Curtain or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they're, they're, hey, China's like cool, North Korea. <laughs> no, China's, uh, China's cool. Well, yeah, they're not quite as cool as South Korea, but yeah. they're close. Well, because China's always fucking with South Korea and Japan. And yeah. South Korea and Japan, everybody loves them because they're yeah. cute. I guess I don't. I don't know. I like, See, I think it's because America sympathizes because well, America, America has like straight, they have straight up like trade clauses and stuff with Japan, like because of the yeah. the, the the war and the ceasefire. And South Korea is defended by the states. They're yeah. like a something. Not I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like if South Korea kind ever of under the protection, if something, if something ever happened North to South Korea, Korea America is immediately in yeah. the conflict. Sort of uh, there's no question. So I think, I think, yeah, I think America just has uh, sympathies with Japan because America is to England the way Japan is to China. So you're gonna have to probably swing around here and see these pictures later, unless you can just visualize them now. But there's a viral uh, bikini photo going around of a woman with Crohn's disease. Uh, can you remind me what Crohn's was? Crohn's disease uh, ultimately leads to the destruction of your bowels, meaning you have to live the rest of your life Whoa. with a colostomy bag. Yeah. Ugh. Um, so she's got, it's sort of like tugging a little bit where the bag enters the, the abdomen, I guess. And yeah, there's usually like a scar, like over the belly button and then the bag. And then sometimes there's like a sub bag. I don't know what that one's for. Uh, one's probably piss on probably shit. I don't know. I, I, regardless, it is a bag on the outside of your body that collects your excrement. Yes. Uh, so there is a viral photo online of a 23 year old named Bethany Townsend. And uh, she's making rounds, and people are just like, "Look how beautiful she is!" And look how beautiful. Oh, her is this one of those is. like, yeah? So I want to talk about this because I saw some bullshit in this story, and I'm not talking about her colostomy bag. Oh, oh count them! <laughs> you could have actually high five. You're a little okay. too far away. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I made a call. Okay. So this prompted a he- bunch of people with Crohn's disease. To post pictures of themselves. Exactly. And what I've learned about Crohn's disease is everybody with it and colostomy bags are extremely sexy and attractive. That can't be true. Can't be. That can't be true. Not everyone in the world could have supermodel good looks. Oh, wait. We're not talking about that. We're talking about supermodel good looks and colostomy bags. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's let's go back. Let's go back. Sure. So, so what you have here is a photo gallery uh, and a bunch of tweets compiled of very attractive men and women. Yes. With colostomy bags. Yes. And they're being retweeted by this this campaign. Yes. No fatties. No, not one. Can't have any no. fatties. No, no one ugly has Crohn's mm. disease. That's the fact. A fact. Yeah. It's a fact. The evidence shows it. Yeah. I mean, if you got. Bag of shit hanging on the outside of you? Beautiful. I'm talking, sexy. I'm talking six-pack abs, biceps. I'm talking yeah. sexy legs. I'm talking... that. What's that? The thigh gap? That's the mm. new thing? Some people, people like are into the thigh know. gap? I, okay. like, I like no thigh gap myself. I mean... But, 
apples and oranges. They're all both yeah, good exactly. in their own respect. So <laughs> the thing is, no, fatties, disgusting. So the name of the campaign and the hashtag is Get Your Belly Out. And again, it's well, uh, sexy women in bikinis with Crohn's disease. Yeah. No fatties. No fatties. We'll get retweeted. Or there's, uh, there's, there's uh, really... Um, this fucked up double standard where we're, super, we're being super politically correct. And we're like, look yeah. how beautiful someone with this disease is. Isn't that great? But only super attractive people with Crohn's disease should be accepted. And people who are ugly See, with Crohn's disease should just fucking kill themselves. Because this was your chance. And because yep. you don't have a nice, uh, nice tummy... Oh, uh, yeah, please, we don't want to see your disgusting shit bag that hangs outside your body. <laughs> what the fuck, see, man? See, this is a case of the king's new clothes, the emperor's new clothes. Yes, do it. You've recited this story multiple times. I think I keep podcast. fucking it up, but it's because the emperor... I think I actually have it now. The emperor's like... He's like, okay, it was a... Yeah, he sees some old... He's like, nothing's making him happy. He sees some old guy on the side of the road who's happy. He's like, hey, hey, hey. And he's like, whoa, old man, why are you happy? Old man's like, I gave away everything, even the shirt on my back, I got nothing. And he's like, oh, really? And he's like, oh, yeah, all I got left is this one piece of clothing. And the emperor's like, well, I don't see anything. And the other guy's like, well, of course you can't. Only people who are happy can see it. And he's like, oh, well, give me that clothing. I'll give you a million dollars. And he does. So the emperor's parading around town in his new clothes that the emperor can't see because he's not happy, but uh-huh. he believes that when everyone, you know, adores him, he'll be happy. So he's walking around, and he's like, oh, new clothes, so spiffy. And everyone's like, oh, look at his new clothes, they're so beautiful. Oh my god, that's so amazing. Oh, it's wonderful. And the one little kid pipes up and goes, he's not wearing anything! He's fucking, look at his dick! <laughs> and then everyone busts out laughing, because he broke the he broke the bubble. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's essentially the same thing here. Everyone's like, oh, Kalan, I'm the so little beautiful. kid who calls out the emperor. And then we're like the little kids who are like, it's bullshit! <laughs> Bikini-clad woman with a colostomy yeah. bag. Anyone, any hot person in a bikini's hot, a colostomy bag or not. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, and I don't want to see. Even I'm. It's, even, it's even raising I'm treading on on the on the being like. Well, I don't. I don't want to say anything about the emperor's lack of clothes. Yeah, yeah. When the, when they were talking about the most beautiful woman in the world was that that uh, black girl from the Oscars or something. The yeah, first yeah. woman to win the first black woman to win the Oscars. Yeah. I, I'm like, Halle really? Berry? That's the most beautiful woman. In the world of this, really? I've seen hotter black girls than that yesterday this on is the street. This is a campaign to raise awareness for Crohn's disease. You're doing it by showing beautiful people with colostomy bags. I don't, I, I don't, okay, I, no, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to advertise beauty, but no fatty, can't have fatties. Yeah, Shit yeah. bag, fine, no fatties. I want to see a similar campaign for AIDS. Yeah. Just a bunch of bald, uh, like anemic, skinny, like just sad, like but but sexy, but sexy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. sexy. If you're not sexy, like if you, if the disease really took its toll yeah. on you, we don't want to see that. If you're like really yeah. really skinny, that's we gross. We don't want to know what Crohn's disease actually is. Yeah, but we just want to be we just want to be progressive. Here's here's the outcome of what you've done here. That's so sad. She's so beautiful, but she has to have the colostomy bag there. Oh. Yeah, you know what the reaction should be. She has this disease that she's had since she was three, and she has to wear a colostomy bag. But no, 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 no. That's no. not what they're going for. No, they're going, oh, even beautiful people have shitty shit yeah. bags taped to them. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, their life is still better than yours, and they shit yeah. on the outside. Yeah. And not only are they beautiful, now they're beautiful, and they have the shit bag, and they're still being called amazing and beautiful. Like, nothing's taking them down. I, listen. It just, the moral of this story is, beauty is infallible. Uh, Yeah. There you go. Beauty is infallible. That's actually, I think, the point I was trying to get across. Yeah. It's just like, if you look good without your, with your shirt off, 
Uh, we you don't could care. have one leg. You and could you have can, a Siamese can, twin hanging off the side of you. You, you start can, talking about any cause you want because people are listening. Yep. But like I said, if you, you are tits up on if you are not if you do not look no. good with your shirt off and you have Crohn's disease and a colostomy bag, kill yourself no, now because there is the no, no there is no point. That. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Just fuck you. Uh, anyways, uh. last story this week. Bigfoot. Here he is. <laughs> Here he is. Huh. Uh, so there was a new Here sighting of Bigfoot. Uh, and it was it was Randy o- O'Neill, and he had seen Bigfoot in a place he had seen Bigfoot before. And it was a pretty uh, you might have heard the story. He saw it while camping, red eyes through the bush, shot at it. It jumped in the lake. They couldn't find it. So yeah. he's back. They took two shitty cell phone pictures of Bigfoot. Scientists fed up. <laughs> Scientists are like, fuck it, this last straw. Yeah. So they said, anyone anywhere on Earth, if you have any evidence of Bigfoot, hair, whatever you got. Footprints. We're going to pay yeah. for you to send it to us, and we're going to forensically test it. A- anywhere in the world. They put this this out. I don't know what they, they fucking shouted from the rooftops. So they received uh, 37 samples of Bigfoot hair. Of course. And they tested them all. all. different colors, lengths, styles. So it was donated by museums and enthusiasts from around the world. In each case, they found that the hair sample belonged to a known animal species, like horses, wolves, dogs, cows, and raccoons. Yep. Uh, in one instance, the DNA analysis revealed that the clump of hair found in Texas actually belonged to a human. Guy just cut a lot oh. of his own hair and said, which one wouldn't hair? you? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Here's your Bigfoot right here. Uh, so two hairs from India and Bhutan also oh. matched an unknown species that could be a distant relative of a polar bear or a hybrid of local species and a brown bear. Oh. If these and and I quote, if these bears are widely distributed in the Himalayas, they may well contribute to the biological foundation of a yeti legend, a fucked up bear. Yeah, people see a big hairy thing and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit." Cuz ultimately, you have to consider that bear carcasses or any carcasses are very rare in nature. Uh, over, clean in a day. Yeah, overnight, there are, you know, there's an entire group of animals in the food chain called scavengers. Yeah, that's what they and do. And they're like, dead, stuff. dead shit over there, and it's gone overnight. Yeah. And uh, there's even, like, little microscopic things that eat away at the bones and everything, like... So, yeah, the fact that they haven't found one of these hybrid bears, uh, they haven't found a yeti, uh, you know. So, Bigfoot... Plausible. Just not always, ape, has just always, not ape man. Has always been likely. Yeah. Has always been very likely. There's, uh, you know. As opposed to things like the Jersey Devil or, you know, yeah. UFOs. It's or one of the cases it's, where it's, just like, I don't doubt you saw something, but I doubt very much it was a six foot five bipedal ape. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, that's all I have to say I about mean, it. when a bear stands up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you like go. There's your Yeti. Tall there's your Yeti, like, bitch. Yeah. But there is that distinctive Yeti walk. <laughs> yeah, a little lumbering. <laughs> yeah. And then he always looks up at the last second, so you're like, oh! He saw us! And that's just the tits of the iceberg. <laughs>